I had a question uh, that a realtor told me today, and I was like, I'm not really sure how to answer that. Okay. She had told me that they have, that the guy wanted to sell, but they, she has a 5% commission. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was worried that the price that I was, you know, giving her would be not enough for him to take after her commission. So how do I make her happy, but also... So you have to understand what that agent's telling you. What that agent is saying is they're saying, look, your price you're offering after that seller pays the existing loan, right? there's not enough money left to pay my commission. Okay. So, so when I hear that, that triggers for me a sub two conversation. Okay. Okay. So now what you would say is you would say, Hey, agent, there might be a way where I can pay more than that cash offer I just gave you. And it would cover your commissions and closing fees. And I could probably put a little money in the seller's pocket. How does that sound? And the agent's going to go, well, how? I mean, like it's sitting here, no one's offering on it. It's overpriced. Your cash offer is too low to pay all these things, pay off the loan, give any money to the seller or pay my commissions or closing fees. How? Well, and that, that, that's your lead in now. So what you would say is you'd say, look, if I could take over the seller's payments outside of that, maybe I could bring $5,000 to put in the seller's pocket and pay the closing fees and pay your commissions. Is that something the seller would entertain? Now, what are you okay. doing? You're offering to take over the payments, bring a little cash to the table because you still got to bring some cash. Ideally, when you do sub two, sometimes you don't have room if it doesn't if it doesn't make sense. But I try to always get the seller a little bit of cash uh, when I do creative because if they're walking away and they're not getting anything, then they're not very motivated to like sign and show up and get the deal done. Right, right. Because think about it: your other offer, the seller would get zero. Because by the time they pay off the loan, there's not even enough money for the agent to get paid commissions or closing fees, which means they're getting zero to sell that property. Your sub two offer, they're now getting five grand. You're paying the agent, so the agent's happy. You're paying the closing fee, so it costs the seller nothing. And you just now did a sub two deal. Not that you have to keep it. Now you can wholesale that for a premium if everything aligns, like I talked about a minute ago. I guess I didn't realize that you could wholesale the sub twos. Big time. So what was your cash offer? Okay, so my cash offer was 180 and she told okay. me that the guy owes 160. There you go. And the houses are going comped like, you know, cleaned up and nice and whatever for 260. Yeah. So Let me tell you the numbers then. If you take over 160, so you got the 160, let's say you take that over. Let's okay. say that you pay that agent a commission, 5 5%, let's call it 6%. Yeah, she said 5% cuz she okay. said that's what's in her contract for a brokerage yeah. that she has to get at least 5%. That's okay, what she so said. 5% of 160 would be 8,000. Now we might make the price higher. So you might pay a little bit more than that, but let's just call it eight grand in commission. Subject two has a little more hair on it to close because there's a lot of moving parts. I highly recommend a transaction coordinator who specializes in sub two. So we're going to have that cost to, to the TC plus closing fees. I would probably call it another four grand in closing fees. Now you've got 12 grand before you wholesale it. And then let's throw on there 15 grand in wholesale just for now. Maybe you can get more, but let's just call it 15. So let's call it 27,000 in cash. So that's on top of 160. So you take 160 plus 27 means all in someone would be 187 if they bought that deal. Let's talk wholesale now. You're going to, let's say that they take over 160, they got to pay commissions, closing fees, and your wholesale fee of 20, that's 27. 
Add that to 160, put you at 187 as your total acquisition. You with me? Yeah. So the 27 cash divided by 187 is 14% entry fee. 27 divided by 187 total price is 14%. That's attractive. Anything under 25% as your total entry fee is a high score on your entry fee number. Think about it. If someone were to buy that house using a DSCR loan or a conventional loan, they're going to have to put 25 to 30% down to buy that property. You're offering it to somebody for a total of 14% down. That's attractive. That's going to score high on the down payment or the cash number. Now let's assume that their rate is below five. Let's say it's below four. High score, very attractive. Let's say that the the cash flow now, whatever you can rent it for, let's say that thing rents for 2000 a month and your PITI is 1200 a month and you create $800 a month, high score. You keep scoring high on all these things. The more you score high, the more a cash buyer is going to pay you for that deal. Okay. So my question is though, I have to come in with 187 cash, like me personally. Nope. You're wholesaling it. So your cash so, buyer is going to come in with 27 cash of which you get 15 and they're going to take over the loan of 160. Okay. Let's hypothetically say that you take this deal to Mark Gabriel and Mark's like, I want that deal. Let's say that Mark Gabriel is a, a, an investor and he's buying, he's building a portfolio of rentals. And he's like, I'm going to bring 27 to closing, take over that loan of 160 sub two. At closing, four of that pays closing fees. Eight of that pays the agent. 15 of it pays you. Oh, we forgot, to add in, we forgot to add in some money to the seller. So remember that 27 number? Let's add another five to that. 32 cash. I forgot about giving this up. 32 plus 160 is 192. So your total cost for this deal is 192. 32 divided by 192. We should, we should still be okay. We're at 16%. So we're still good. So Mark comes in with 32,000. Five goes to the seller at closing, four pays closing fees, eight pays the agent, and 15 pays you. He now okay. takes over that loan of 160 and he now owns a rental property. You're out, you made 15. Your cash buyer's happy because he picked up another rental without coming up with all the money or qualifying for new financing. Okay. You with me? Yes, I just don't know how to explain that so well that they'd be like, that's a good <laughs> idea. What you just said is the number one challenge to creative. It's helping the agent and the seller understand how it works. Because if they don't understand it, they won't do it. Yeah. I think I don't understand it well enough to explain it to her. What I would do, call back that agent and say to the agent, I might be able to pay a lot more for this property if the seller would be willing to let me take over their loan payments. And by doing that, I could also pay the closing fees, your commissions, and put some cash in the seller's pocket. Is that something we could talk about? If she's okay. like, well, I don't know what that means. What is that? Most agents don't understand what that means. Then what you could say is you could say, look, we could schedule a call with my partner, Jerry, and, okay. and you through you know how this looks. But let me send you over a quick uh, breakdown of what that looks like. It's, it's called subject to. I'm going to buy the property subject to the existing loan. Okay. It's a very common strategy. We do it all the time. And let me send you over a little bit of information. For everybody listening, You know, learning how to have that conversation is really important because you want to be able to pivot on the phone. So think about this. When you go in, initially, we always anchor with our low cash offer. And you have to because you want to set the tone 
with the seller or agent, like this is the bottom. And then what you do is when you gather information and you find out there's an existing loan and they can't go that low, then you pivot and you're like, okay, now this is a sub two. So now I need to shift my conversation to sub two. So maybe she's just new and doesn't understand because I was, I had mentioned that to her. I said, well, I can pay your commissions. That's what I'm saying. Like I'll pay your commissions and I'll pay the closing. And she's like, well, I've never heard of that. Yeah. And I was, because it's most people don't do that. You know, the seller pays the commissions, not the buyer. So clearly this agent is going to be unfamiliar with like outside okay. the box. They're kind of just traditional real estate. So definitely explaining it would be the best way. And if she still doesn't get it, then I'll reach out to you and have her see if you can explain it to her a little clearer. Do the initial conversation with her. Cause if they're, if yeah. she's like, no way they got it, they will never do that. They want paid off or whatever. Then let's yeah. have time. think about it like a grading scale and in creative finance, there's about nine or 10 things. And every one of them, you're going to, you're going to get a score. Let's go zero, terrible, 10, amazing. You know, a 2% interest rate would be amazing score. A 9% interest rate would be a terrible score, but maybe there's other things going on that will outweigh that negative score. Like it's got a ton of cash flow, or the price is really low or the amortization is 50 years instead of 30 years, right? So that's the thing. Creative finance is not all one thing. It could be zero down. Zero down will offset a higher interest rate. So how does everything play together? If everything sucks, like high interest rate, high down payment, high price, high, 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 no deal. No one's going to want it. So everything kind of comes together. There's give and take, I guess, right? So I don't know. 